Did you tell everybody to turn their phones off? I think he did. I, I didn't know mine. Can we take Samuel's phone? You know how I identify Samuel on my phone? So I tell Siri to call Samuel. And he says, calling Samuel Mexican boy car wash. No, <laughs> Mexican car wash boy. <laughs> That's how I identify him on my phone. You know, if you want to remember someone, you put something about them on the phone. Otherwise, you forget who they are. You ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, Mexican boy, Mexican car wash boy. <laughs> Amazing car wash though. If you ever need a car wash, wax and detail. And he works like the Mexicans used to work. <laughs> they don't work like that anymore. But he does. He spent hours on your car. And he doesn't steal. You can leave your money in the car, he won't steal it. I do motorcycles as well. Yeah. He'll do your shoes if you need it. That too. Yeah. It's amazing. If it could be cleaned, I could do it. Yeah. No, he's really good at it. Whatever. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by calling 888-775-3773 or go to our chat line and, um, and we can get to your questions and comments, all right? And good morning again, everybody here. Morning. Hi, y'all. So good. That's right. I... Um, so the meeting is up to you. You're going to have to run the meeting today because I am so sleepy I can't see myself. I was in Florida all weekend and at a 21 summit, right? And it was for men, but this time they added women to it, but it was for men basically. And uh, so I've been speaking all weekend and got in late last night. And there's nothing like a sleepy black man. He ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> So I'm going to need you guys' help today. So whatever's on your mind, we want to get it off, all right? Get it out. But what I do want to tell you is that uh, about this conference, it was uh, 21st uh, Summit, and it's helping men to overcome. And they had different speakers from around the country, uh, podcasters and things like that. And um, uh, they, had, they uh, included the women in it this time. But the women could not go to the men's meeting, and the men couldn't go to the women one. And it was very, very, very good. Very good. It was good to see guys trying to get it together. Because what I've noticed in counseling and talking to the guys on the radio show and at this summit, men are really lost today. They're, like, absolutely lost. And they are hurting so—they're going through so much pain. I've never seen men— 
suffer in the way that they're suffering today. The fathers and mothers have really let them down as children when they were growing up, and the women are destroying them. It is because they don't really know how to deal with life. They don't know how to deal with women. They don't know how to deal with issues in life. And when I was growing up, I moved to California at 18. I went through a lot of stuff, too, but I made it through. It was okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really, I had some pain, you say, when I was dating, but I didn't really, I knew how to do some things, you know what I mean? I didn't need someone to tell me. There was a, a young man that came and asked me about, he had moved away from his mother, and he hated his mother so much he moved to another country to stay away from her, right? <laughs> and then, and when he heard me say, you need to go and forgive your mother, he asked me, he said, well, do I have to go back over there to see her? I'm like, no, you can FaceTime. You don't have to go as long as you face her. And he's like, all right, so what's going to happen, though? If I go and forgive her, she's going to stop helping me with my bills. Because apparently the mom is still helping out with paying bills. I'm like, how old are you? He was 20-something. And I asked, are you working? He's like, yeah, I'm working. But I still need her help. And I'm saying, well, why don't you get a second job? Just get a second job, and then you won't need her. Because as long as mama is helping you, she's going to control you. And he was like, oh, I can get a second job. I'm like, yeah, man, get a second job. He didn't even, it didn't even occur that he could get a second job. How is it not you be a man and it doesn't occur to you to get a second job. Because he's not, he doesn't have a family, no wife, no kids, it's just him. Looked like it would occur to him to get a second job. But millennium men, simple things don't occur anymore. And each generation is getting worse. So we got to solve this problem now so it can get better. Men are, let me see, can I tell this story? Yeah. I'm not going to say any name. Because I, I counsel with men around the world, right, of all age, ages and all races. And this stuff that uh, is happening, it has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with male or female. We are spirit. It's all spiritual, really. And everybody's suffering the same thing, the same way, the same reason, and everything. Some may be a little more traumatic than others, but the cause of it, and the cure to it is the same. It really is. You got to forgive. You got to go and forgive your mothers and return to your fathers. Fathers love their children. And so once you return to your father, it's over. But there's this one, somebody I counsel that live in another part of the world. Um, and he was going through so much, he met this woman and he got involved with this woman and moved into her house, and she already have children. But the, and he's paying all the bills. He's taking care of all the children and taking care of her, and she's just using them. But he's so weak for her, he can't help it. But that's not the main point. The main thing is her, the woman, ex-husband, is living in the house with them. I'm like, what the? Give me a joint. I'm like, are you crazy? How can you be that off? You know what I'm saying? But he's into the woman, so it's hard for him to get out of that situation. And she's making him, situations, and she's making him pay the bills 
Why the husband ask the husband to live in the house too? I'm like, man, get out of that. What's wrong with you? So he got out. But I had to tell him to get out. Look like something even in your darkest hour. You know what I'm saying? Even even when I was a beta, beta, beta. I was so beta. <laughs> but in my darkest hours, there were some things I knew not to do, you know. I knew not to give a woman my money. <laughs> if I wasn't married to her, you know what I'm saying? I knew not to do certain things. But nowadays, they don't know. They just don't know. It's like the fathers and mothers taught them nothing. And then nearly all of the guys, nearly all, it doesn't matter what race you are, the mother is fathering them no matter where they go. She'll call them every morning, how you doing? What are you doing today? I'm like, put a block on the phone. They're like, what do I tell my mother? I don't want to hurt her feeling. But they hate it when the mother calls them every morning to check up on them. But they don't know how to tell her to back off, right? And there's no way my mother would have been able to do that to me. My mother knew not to do that. But if, I don't even think it was in their nature to do that. Because when I left home, my grandmother didn't bother me. She raised, you know, they made sure they prepared me while I was growing up. And they said, when you turn 18, you're out of here. And I remember asking, where am I going? Because I was living in the country. I didn't know where to go. <laughs> where am I going? She said, I don't care. I don't know, and I don't care. You're just out of here. You know what I'm saying? But they prepared me to be out of here at 18. But when I moved to California, I made some horrible mistakes. During that time, I, was, I went to Los Angeles City College for a while, but I had a hidden agenda. <laughs> I didn't go to get an education. <laughs> and they used to hitchhike. Remember that? You catch a ride, right? I jumped in the car with some scary people. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> Coming from Alabama, I didn't know those people existed. But I made it through all that. I, I lived in a rat, I mean a roach-infected motel. It wasn't even a hotel. And I used to have roaches for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> roaches slept with me. <laughs> but I made it through that. You know, I never thought about, what could I do? You know, I did what was in front of me to do. And I was in a fallen state, beta, beta male. But the men can't do that today. They just don't have it. But a lot of men are starting to wake up, and they are getting it. But we got to change this. This doesn't make sense. You know, it's just the nature of men have been destroyed, and it's horrible. And as a result, women and children are suffering for it. They're really suffering. All right? So we got to start dealing with this. I have, I have heard stories that I didn't even think human beings would do. It just... You just don't think human beings, but when you're in that fallen state, you'll be surprised how you, when you're evil, how much evil will make you do. It will take you down. It really will. You do things you never imagined. But when you're of the light, when you overcome it, it's amazing what your life will become. It will be amazing, more than you can imagine. So you got to overcome the fallen state if you want life. All right? And it's okay to suffer, but don't be mad at suffering. You have to be Count it all joy when you're suffering. 
Don't be mad about it. Then you can overcome it. Treat the suffering in the same way that you treat the non-suffering. Have the same attitude when you're suffering. Don't freak out, and you'll be fine. All right? Now, one other thing. Uh, oh, this is what I want to tell you, too. This is from my own experience and what I have heard over the last 30 years from men and women who are in a fallen state. <clears throat> when you're in a fallen state, you have this pain, and it feels like something is wrong or like something is missing. And so in that void, Satan tells you, well, you need another job. You need a better job. Or he'll tell you, you need a bigger house. Or you need to move to Florida. Or you need this. That's not true. In your suffering, he'll deceive you and make you think you, you need something physical, but you don't. Don't believe it. You need to return to the Father. That's all it is, a spiritual thing. And physical things will not solve it. And I didn't realize until I really paid attention to myself. And over the years, I've been talking to other people. And they have made bad decisions based on the, the emptiness that they have. Because Satan tells them, you need to fulfill it with this. And, it never, and then you get that, and you find out that's not it. It doesn't work. And, but when you wake up, and you get that void is fulfilled with the Father's love, you don't want for anything, but yet all things are added to you, what you need. It ha you'll see how to get it. It'll just come out of nowhere. It's like it's already there, but because you're in a fallen state, you don't see it. God already provided, and it's right in front of us, but in that fallen state, because you're in darkness, you can't see it. And so Satan is using that against you. So when he tells you that you need more of this and more of that, you need this and that, it's not true, all right? It, especially if it's coming from the mind, from the thoughts. It is not true. Every thought you get is a lie. Every thought you get. You've never had a true thought. And I noticed that people in a fallen state, I used to do the same thing. They make decisions about things, right? You never have to make a decision if you're in the light. You cannot make your own decision because it's going to always be wrong. You cannot, um, you don't know what you want. But in that fallen state, we really think we know what we want. And we don't know. We know nothing. You'd be surprised how dumb we are. We are not as important as we think we are, really. It's, it's crazy what happens in that, in that fallen state. And you suffer in that state, but once you wake up, you stop suffering. You really do. And then when you do have pain about something because you went into a thought, you're okay because you know you went into a thought, so you don't overreact to it. It's a spiritual battle, and God is with us. But you got to forgive. You, gotta, you won't ever enter into this, uh, the kingdom of heaven within until you forgive. Just little things to think about because everybody goes through the same thing in that fallen state. They really do. And one, one other quick point is that um, there's God, Christ, man, woman, and children, right? Women need men in the same manner men need Christ. It's the same thing. Women need men. When they're married, they need, the woman needs the, the man, and the children need the man. 
they need it because they need to look at the light. Men, men are the light, but the light might be out most of the time. But they're the light. The lights are out. Yeah, the lights are out. Right. So when the women look at the light, they don't see nothing but darkness. When the father light is out. But the wife and the children need the father light to be on. They need you to love what's right with all your heart, soul, and might. And they would love that. Even if some women fight against them because they, they didn't have a father, but they would love a man that's in the light because they need to see the light and to see the right way to go. When the Father's light is out, it would be like if Christ's light went out. We would be able to, the men would not be able to see the right way to go. They couldn't see. But you got to be right and do right. And once you get in the light, you cannot. It's impossible, impossible to hate. Impossible. If people call you names, if they lie about you, they steal from you, you would deal with things, but you wouldn't hate. We cannot hate one another. It's a, you suffer when you hate your fellow man because you're hating the image of God. And so you cannot hate. But once you come out of that fallen state, you will not hate. It will not be in your nature to resent. You don't have to worry about it because it's not who you are anymore. And you have no fear, no doubt, no worry, no insecurity. You're free. It's amazing to live that way. And I know it because it happened to me. That's why I know about it. And the same thing that happened to me can happen to you if you can admit that you have anger. You've got to overcome the anger. And anger is hatred. It just has a new name. You know, I remember when blacks used to be Negroes. And then we became, what we were, what? Did, what? Color. Well, we were color first, right? And then Negro? Yeah. And then African American, right? Black. And then African American. See, they just changed the name, but we still color. <laughs> Nothing changed but the name. I remember when homosexuals used to be sissies. <laughs> remember that? Remember when we were growing up, we used to say sissy. Look at that sissy. <laughs> You'd be switching. <laughs> Do anybody remember that name, the sissy name? And then it went from sissy to homosexual. No, the gay came after the homosexual. Yeah. I think, am I right? Yeah. And then it was, they changed the name to homosexual. And then they changed it to gay. Right? But it's still a sister. The name just changed. <laughs> so because that's the first name I heard when I was growing up, when I see it, I see a sister. But y'all see a homosexual, a gay person, right? Because that's what you know. There are millennial men and women who, when they came into the world, the women were already running the world. And so they think that's normal because that's what they saw. But for me, I saw men running the world. And so with women running the world is abnormal for me. But the millennials are more willing to accept it than I am because I know the other way. That's right. And also one other thing. Then I'll take some calls. Um, well, I won't say this since the kids are here. <laughs> In church.
But just give it a try. Go and forgive. Get to know yourself. Go and forgive. And your life will change. Be patient. And when you happen to go into a thought and you're feeling fear and doubt and worry and all that stuff, just relax. Count it all joy. Did you say damn it? Yes. Are you a millennial? Oh. We're not on an airplane, though. <laughs> you smoke pot? <laughs> Do you smoke pot? Only once I'm in bed. Well, he's high. <laughs> That's why you think you're on a plane. <laughs> but I'm telling you this, and then I would take the call, James, that you told me about. Um, I'm telling you this as a witness. Once you let that anger go by forgiving and he'll take it away from you, life is something else. It's beautiful. There are no words to express how much God really loves us. And you're not going to know it until you're truly born again of the Spirit. It's not going to work just by going down to the front of the church and accepting Jesus. That doesn't do it. You must be born of the Spirit. And I was thinking about this. It's amazing that only a few people will and are being born of the Spirit. And it's interesting, only God can make that happen. You can't fake it. You can't just, it, it is, is or is not. Either you have it or you don't have it. And once you're born again of the Spirit, you are 100% in. You can't be 99 and a half. You're like all the way in. You can't, and then once you're born again, you can't get out of it. It's like when you're born through the mother, you can't go back into the womb. Likewise, when you're born of the spirit, you can't be in and out of the spirit. You're of one, one or the other. All right? So just relax in life and, and watch. Oh, that's what it is. You watch. You, you don't make decisions. You don't overreact. You just watch, and, and he's taking care of it for you. He's making it happen. All right? Yes, yes, James. Okay, we have a caller. Well, first, let me ask a question from Periscope. Wayland on Periscope asks, does all anger always come from women? It could come from a man, too, but it's still the nature of the woman. It's just a man is a female in a male body. It's the spirit of the woman, and it's not the woman's spirit. It's not the woman herself, but it's the spirit. It started with the Adam and Eve syndrome, and but Christ changed it. So it's the spirit of of Satan that made a home in Eve, and it then it been passed on. So if you get it from a male, it's because he has not overcome mama. So it's just like getting it from a female, because it's abnormal for men to be angry. We have any guys here for the first time? Do you have anger? I can't hear you. Yes. Yes. Unit two? Are you the two? No. You have no anger. I'm going to get back to you right after the phone. <laughs> you might be right. You may be listening. And you have anger? And you know that any male that has anger is a woman? Beta! <laughs> do you have anger? The young man right there. You do? How old are you? I'm 14. You're 14? Yes, sir. And where did your anger come from? Uh, mostly my sisters. Are you you're angry at your sisters? 
Well, it's partially me because I kind of started off sometimes. Doing what? Messing with them. Yeah. And then they, when they yell back until you get mad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to overcome it? Yep. What did your father say when you told him you had anger? Just, like, just try to forget about it. Well, don't, you can't forget it. You have to overcome it. So here's what I want to tell you. You're you're 15? 14. 14. Uh, Don't let it be so important. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When your sisters, you have four sisters? Yes. Wow. (laughs) And a mother, right? Yeah. Wow. We need to get down on our knees. <laughs> Prayer is out to call time. Um, yeah, let me just finish with him. And then I, you're the father, right? Right. Okay, let me just finish with him. Um, do, do your mother make you angry at times as well? Does she make you angry? Not often. Sometimes? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yes, sir. That's all it takes. All it takes is one time. Forgive your mother, all right? She can't help it. Don't hold it against her because she's doing the best she can. She's doing absolutely the best she can. She doesn't, she's not wanting to do that. So forgive her, all right? And once you forgive your mother, then God will take that away from you, and you'll deal with your sister and all women perfectly without anger, all right? But you got to forgive your mother. Thanks. What, is she, what does she do at times that makes you angry a little bit? Well... You know, it's like picking their side sometimes. Yeah. I know what you mean. I have seven sisters, right? And I have my older sister that I had a fight once because she hit me first, and I hit her back. But my father took her side. Which he was my stepfather, but he took her side. I never forgot that. And, but I forgave him now, you know, but... If they don't correct that, it will make you angry. So forgive your mother for that, too. All right? Yes, sir. So uh, I'm telling you, then you will live life without things being so important to you. If it makes you angry, let it go. If it, if it seems like it's so important, let it go. If it starts to get to you, let it go, and you will have an amazing life. Speak up, but don't resent. All right? Yes. That makes sense? Yep. So when you get in the car, forgive your mother. Just say, Mom, I'm sorry for hating you for being treating me that way. Because that's not her intent. Mm-hmm. All right? When you told your father about that, what did he say? Uh, I didn't tell him. Why not? Because I usually don't, like, speak out. Why not? Because I just never did. Well, you need to start to. And especially with your father. Go to your father, and he'll help you deal with this stuff. All right. And you need to start speaking up. Otherwise, Black Lives Matter is going to have you bowing down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't want to bow down to a bunch of lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> so start speaking up so as you get older, you won't be afraid. Okay. And, uh, and just don't hate the people. You won't hurt. If they hurt their feeling, that's on them, as long as you don't have anger. So start speaking up and let your father know when your mother and sister get on you about something and they're not being fair. Let him know and he'll deal with it. That makes sense? Yes. All right. Any questions? Nope. All right. Yes, sir. So not to not to do a plug, but, you know, you notice 
that there's anger. And you know there is anger because you were once angry. Yes. So he has a book that he is not reading that I gave it to him. It's From Rage to Responsibility. I don't know. You may know the author. Yeah, I heard about him. Yeah, so it sits on his uh, bedside dresser, and I asked him if he's read it. Yeah. So I would encourage him to do that. And then, well, even if he doesn't read the book, as long as he's close to you, yeah. and he see you dealing with the family the right way, because you're the light, right? Right. And he watches you how you deal with the family, even if he never read a book. He needs that first and foremost, that father example, that perfect example in the home, because he could read the book until the cows come home, but if he doesn't see the father operating, he's still not going to do it the right way. Yeah. No, I, I he's so young. That. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's he sees it as side taking, but it's I'm trying to show him to lead by example. Don't right. retaliate back. Don't be angry. Lead do, by example. Yeah. Do you deal deal with your wife perfectly? I'm a smoke on that. <laughs> <laughs> Does she get to you at times? Not so much anymore, but yes. Yeah, that has to change. You know what I'm saying? Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Uh, about a year and a half ago in our garage. Oh, good. And, and how about your father? Um, well, he's, he's passed. Oh, okay. But I think the moment of forgiveness for him actually came when my first daughter was born. Right when she was born, I was like, you were right about everything. Yeah. Like, you were right about Everything. Yeah. I mean, I went down the cafeteria to tell him that. Like, you were right, period. Right on. Well, you got to, uh, are you doing a silent prayer? No. Suffer. Well, not as much Suffer as you should. Suffer and die. Suffer and die. If ever there was a time you need to do it, it's now. Because you have a whole family here. You have a young kids. You have a wife. And they need you to be perfect. You know what I mean? And so when your wife is disagreeing or whatever the argument is about, you need to deal with her with perfect love, not anger. And uh, stay out of your head when you... But you need to do the silent prayer because telling you to do it is not going to work. Only God can cause this to happen. And your family needs you to be perfect because these kids are growing up and they're going to be leaving home soon and they're going to be dealing with the world in the way you deal with the mother and with them. So you got to be perfect. That makes sense? Absolutely. Why are you not doing this side? Is that person still on the phone? Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Well, if you haven't yet. Oh, I haven't. Oh, hold on. No name. Uh, Hunter. Oh. Hunter. Oh, okay. Uh, why don't you do the silent prayer? I don't have a valid answer. Oh, really? Do you expect to get better without it? No. Yeah. I don't know what to say to you. That's a first, no. I know. Yeah. And the reason I want you to do it, because I'm looking at your family. Your daughters need you. Your wife needs you. They need you to be not like them, meaning not angry. And, they, and the kids need to draw close to you. They're getting older now, and they need to draw close to you so they can see the right way to go. You can correct the mother when she's impatient and they'll see how you deal with it, and they'll love you for it. And so when they grow out into the world, they can't be deceived by men, you know, and stuff like that, because they'll know what a real father is like, a real man. That makes sense? Absolutely. Uh, will you do the silent prayer? Yes. Okay. We'll start doing it.
because your son, he's 14, he needs you to be right. He needs to talk to you about anything that's going on. As soon as you walk in the house, you need to tell on mama what she did today. And you need to correct mama right then and there. And he'll see how you do it. The daughters need you to do that too. Because otherwise they become like mama and they become impatient. And you already know all this, right? Yeah, after listening to you for a couple of years, yeah. It yeah. dawned on me. That's amazing you haven't done this you don't do the silent prayer. Not consistently. Don't have me to come to Arizona. <laughs> oh no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but do the silent prayer, right? Yeah. I've done it for thirty one years now. And I don't stop even my life is amazing, but I don't stop because I want to stay connected with the Father. I want his mindset. All right. Sure. Any questions about that? No. Okay. Sir. All right. So who is this on the phone? Okay. Hunter, welcome to church. You're on the air. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Hunter. Uh, before, before I ask my question, I just want to agree with you. Uh, the first thing you were saying, uh, and it's not just millennials, it's Zoomers, too. Like, we have no intuition at all anymore. Like, we don't, we don't have any sense of independence whatsoever. Yeah. I'm not, it's, it's so sad. I understand, I understand why Jesus wept one time, but he wept in the heart. It's because people can't see and I know that if they could see life, would, they would be over all this stuff. It would just end. But it's only happening because you cannot see. That's yeah, you're absolutely right. It's absolutely amazing. Go ahead. Hey, uh, so my question is, uh, so you say the order is uh, God over Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, and then woman over children. Yes. Um, and I, I understand that, like, uh, you know, Christ's teachings bring us back to God. But then once we are like reconnected with God, once we are considered uh, Jesus's brother or sister, uh, wouldn't we be directly under God? Like wouldn't the order then be God over man? Yeah, he, once you're born again of God, you become Jesus, your brother. And whatever he owned, we own it too. Absolutely. But if you're not born again of the Spirit of God, you're not his brother. So, yeah, uh, so, so then like we would be considered under that, you know, Christ label in the, in the order of God over Christ, Christ over man? You, we, once we become his brother? Right. Would he, yeah, that order would still be there, but, you would be, but still you would be his brother, and he would just be your older brother in okay. the spirit. I think I'm asking, uh, here what you, understanding what you're asking. But I just don't, um, I don't quite understand why, besides like his, his teachings to reconnect with God, why would he uh, be above man in the order itself? One thing about Jesus wasn't here to teach. Right. And I know the Christians te- that he's, he was teaching. He was here to just point the way. And those who were seeking, when they heard the truth, something in them woke them up. That's all he was trying to do. That's why he said, let no man teach you. Because if he was able to just teach the people they would worship him. They'd be like, oh, he's so smart, he's so wise, and he would become their God. That's why he said, don't let anyone teach you. If you can believe what he's saying, then you can return to the Father. And the way you believe it is by just letting words go in one ear and out the other and not hold on to them. And if you're seeking, you will see. Because I, I, I'm running to men and women all the time who, I've spoke yesterday at this summit to men who have never heard this, and ladies too. 
And when they heard it, something registered within them. And once that happened, they were on their own. You're not supposed to let someone teach you. And it's a mistake to think that Jesus was teaching. That's why the preachers and others are teaching now. Let no man teach you, all right? Okay. Yeah, no, I understand that. Like, he, he's, it's more of like a representation of truth. It's right. Like you, you see him, and then you know. But I, I, I don't know if you've, you've quite answered the que- my question, though. Like, um, like why, why, why is he above man? And, uh, like, why is he directly under God in the order instead of man directly under God? Oh, instead of man being directly under God? Right, yeah. Why isn't the order because God he over was, man and man over woman? He was special. He came with a purpose. He had not sinned. He came with a message of return to the Father. He was first, and he was different than what we are as flesh and blood. I don't know how else to answer that for you. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think you answered it as, as well as you could. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Are you doing the silent prayer? What the? I didn't hang up on you, Hunter. Call me tomorrow on the show. Who hung up on her? I did. I thought you were, when you say okay, usually you yell at me when I don't hang up on you. It's hard on the black man in America. <laughs> White privilege. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, anybody else with anything you'd like to do? Oh, I got to ask this young man right here. Oh, right here first, with the no anger. This is your first time here? Yeah. Oh, what's your name? Zach. Zach, you look like a hunter. A hunter? Like your name could be Hunter. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever had anger? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And you've been listening to the show? For about two or three years now. Oh, right on. Yeah, he's just not speaking into it. Oh, is this better? Oh, I don't think it's... Is it, that's better, Dave? Yeah. And so how did you overcome your anger? Well, uh, I was talking to Hermius, and I was watching the interview with this, uh, these two guys. One guy was doing jujitsu, and I think the title of it was um, You're Not a Real Man Until You Do This. And you kind of outlined on uh, how to forgive uh, your parents. Cause yeah. I, I figured out... Um, Earlier that year that I was upset with my mom, every time I'd hear her voice, I'd just, like, it just irritate me. I asked my stepdad, I was like, is this normal? And he says, no. So then I started kind of doing some soul searching to, like, all right, like, when did I start getting uh, angry and resentful towards my mom? And a lot of it was uh, when she turned me against my dad. After he left, you know, she was talking bad about him. And then, you know, when I'd go see him on weekends... It was like she'd plant all these seeds in my head, and I'd be go battle him, and he had to rip them all out. And so that kind of uh, created a wedge between him and I because I was acting like her. Right. And um, when she got remarried, when I was about nine years old, she chose her husband and her stepkids over me, my, my brother and I. So she stopped paying attention to us. Uh, they didn't like her at all, so whenever she would have them ask to do chores, they wouldn't do it. They'd be like, you're not my mom, get away from me. So they would have me do it. So I cleaned up after everybody for about like six to seven years. I was about 16, and there was just something in me that was like, this isn't right, and I'm not doing it anymore. So, But I was really angry at that point, and I was able to kind of see that everything I hated about her, I became. Like, like, uh, I became very promiscuous. 
I was drinking a lot. I started smoking cigarettes like her. Uh, I had terrible friends like her. I had people that would lie to me and, like, uh, just take advantage, I guess, because I was, like, really just, you know, nice, I guess, or whatever. Yes. What do you want to call it? Yeah. And uh, through you, through watching that, like, step by step, like, the process, I was able to kind of see a roadmap to kind of go to her and do that. And until then, I just didn't know what was wrong with me. I just was, you know, I just was going through, like, the worst time before that. So Amazing. Yeah. No, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Nice, man. Mm-hmm. The one thing I want to tell you about when you wake up, because people want to know, well, when I wake up, what do I do then? When I go and deal with my mother and I wake up, do nothing. When you wake up, then God will take over. He will guide you. He, you will see the next thing to do. You just start living your life. There's nothing else to do because now you're back home. You just live. Relax at home and live, and you will see what to do. So there's nothing. It's so simple. Your mind cannot comprehend the way it is for you as a son or daughter of God. There's nothing else to do. You don't need to keep hooping and hollering. You don't need to wake up every morning, oh, thank you, Lord. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't run to your earthly father when you wake up in the morning and say, oh, Dad, thank you, I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or you don't run to your earthly father every morning and say, you know what, thank you for that great dinner last night. You fed me. But he knows that you appreciate it already, right? And so you don't have to be doing all that. He doesn't need you to do all that. But a lot of Christians think you're supposed to praise him and thank him every morning and do all that. The way you live shows that he can see that you're grateful. You are representing him now. So you don't have to just relax, really. I'm having so much fun relaxing, but I'm so busy. Last night we were coming out of the airport. Oh, I, I let Samuel tell you this story. Remember last night? Oh, Samuel went with us to. Uh, uh, any question about? Hold on one minute. Any question about anything? Uh, not Where right are you now. from? Uh, Lodi. Who? Lodi. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We Lodi. talked on Monday. What? We talked on Monday. I had a, a Skype session with you on Monday. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did I see you? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I talked to him on Monday on Skype. Mm-hmm. I think because all white people look alike. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Lodi. Yeah. Yeah. Any questions about it? I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks, man. Any questions about anything? Not right now, no. Okay. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah. Stay with it. Mm-hmm. Stay with it. All right? Yeah, like throughout the years, I noticed like if I stop doing it for like a little bit, it just all comes back. It yeah. Just, yeah. Satan is waiting on that moment where you stop doing, connecting with the Father because when you're doing the silent prayer, you're one mind with him, right? And Satan can't get in there. But the moment you stop, he'll come right in because you can't see him coming. He'll come in and get you to believe one thing, and once he got you with one thought, he'll throw in another one and another, and now you're depressed and want to kill yourself. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> um, yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, let's take the mic. You say you have anger? Yes, sir. And this is your first time here? First time. Oh, welcome. What's your name? Will. It's Will. a pleasure to be here. I'm sorry? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, man. Where are you from? I'm from originally from Texas. Now I live in Sherman Oaks, California. Right on, man. Um, what are you angry about? For a long time, I was raised in a single-parent household. My mother raised me. She raised three kids by herself. 
Um, I think part of it was that I didn't know my father, and then when I ended up meeting my father, I was highly disappointed in seeing him and seeing how he was and everything. And why were you disappointed? Um, to me, he's not really what a man should be, especially the way you talk about a man being of the light. Uh, he was a person, had sex out of wedlock twice, uh, kids out of wedlock twice, was never really in my, um, in my life. And when he became in my life, it was very superficial, talk about sports, that sort of thing. It's never been a father-son relationship. Right. And so are you still in communication with him? Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. Actually, we, uh, the anger came back. We ended up talking about politics. He's a hardcore Democrat, and I'm not. So we had a little ties right there. Amazing. And so have you apologized to him for resenting him and judging him like that? I have not. You have not? So you just like your mama. <laughs> Boy, you just like your mama. Have you... Have you forgiven your mother for turning you away from him? I actually did that a week ago, and it was an amazing experience. What happened? Um, she was not angry. I know you, you talk to people, and women have different reactions, yeah. especially mothers. Yeah. Um, she understood where I was coming from, and she admitted her faults. She apologized for having a, a child out of wedlock, or having, excuse me, having sex out of wedlock. Right. And uh, she apologized for turning me away from my father. Nice. So it was an amazing experience. And she's always given me perfect love, so I've always had a great relationship with her. So why don't you forgive your father then? And she has not given you perfect love because if she had given you perfect love, she wouldn't have turned you away from your father. Understand. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so why haven't you forgiven your father then? You don't have a right to judge your father. I don't have a good answer for that. There isn't a reason that I haven't forgiven him. I just haven't. I think part of it's because we really haven't had a relationship, and I'm really not stressing it too much. You don't need a relationship. You need to forgive him because as long as you've, hold that against your father, you're never going to enter into the kingdom because you can't resent your father and love God who you've never seen and hate your father that you see. So you got to forgive him. He couldn't help himself. He's going through exactly what you're going through. He, his father and mother didn't do, wasn't perfect, so they messed up with him as well. He loved you. He just didn't know how to deal with your mother. So you got to forgive him for hating him. Yes, sir. And then that anger would disappear. All right? How old are you? I'm 29 in yeah. November. Wow, you look younger than 29, man. I appreciate that. Well, one thing that's going to happen, too, is when you forgive your father, uh, because if you forgive your mother, you're overcoming her, right? When you forgive your father, you're going to be free, and you will naturally develop, and you will have a good relationship with, a relationship with your father. You wouldn't have to hang out with him unless you want to, and when you get with him, if he is a liberal or whatever, you wouldn't hold that against him. You would have a man-to-man fun conversation about it. It wouldn't be a big deal. But right now, because you're in a father's state, you're judging him for being a liberal. You're judging him because he's not living the way you think he should live. Uh, you know, you're acting just like your mother. That make sense? Yes, sir. Well, forgive him, man. Don't hold on to that. And you're fortunate that you can find him, that you know who he is, so you can forgive him. A lot of people don't get a chance to do that. Yes, sir. That make sense? Any questions about anything? Uh, not at the moment. Other than that, it's the only thing that I'm really dealing with that I can see that's a problem. Yeah, forgive your father. He can't help it. Just say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. I understand. Yes, sir. And he would love to hear that. Yes, sir. All right? Are you doing the silent prayer? I just started on Friday, actually. Oh, okay, well, stay with it. Yes, Do it morning and night. All right? Yes, Amazing. I'm glad you're here, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Justin. Right on. And how about you? Why haven't you overcome your anger? Sure. I, I think I have um, problem dealing with ego sometimes. Yeah. Um, if, I, I, well, anger is all ego. 
Yeah. Because it's the nature of Satan, and Satan is all ego. Absolutely. So it's definitely ego. So have you forgiven your mother? Yeah. You went to her? Yeah. I, I don't have any issues with my mom or my dad. Oh, you went to, so if you didn't have any issue, why did you go to her? I mean, I, I never actually forgave her because I don't feel like I, I needed to. So why did you say yes? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Murder. <laughs> <laughs> why did you say yes if you never had any issues? Um, I guess I misinterpreted the question. Oh, okay. So your father and mother are together? Yeah. Okay, and they're perfect? Um, I would say so, yeah. Are they perfect? I think so. Are they perfect? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so your mother did nothing wrong at all while you were growing up. She didn't irritate you. She was perfect dealing with you. No, actually it was the opposite. It was my dad. Okay, we'll get to him in a minute. Yeah. But your mother made no mistake. Nothing got on your nerve at any point concerning your mother. I don't think so. You want to think about it? <laughs> Not that I can think of now. Okay, no, and why do you resent your father? Um... Growing up, I didn't really uh, see eye to eye with a lot of his beliefs and, and the way he chose to raise me and my brother. Like, for an example? Um, well, I mean, when I was younger, we didn't see eye to eye. In the last few years, I've... I've completely changed my opinions about a lot of things that I grew up believing. Uh, we've become close again, closer than ever, actually. Um, but when I was growing up, I felt like he, uh, he was mm, very controlling, very... Uh, controlling who? Of, of everyone in the family. He was controlling you? Uh-huh. And he was controlling everybody else? Yeah. He, and what was wrong with that? Um, I felt like, at the time, I felt like uh, I wasn't allowed to have, like, my own individuality. Like uh, what? Um, just from, like, what I was interested in, you know. Like um, what? Skateboarding, music. Oh, he didn't want you to skateboard? He didn't like skateboarding. He didn't like the music I listened to. He didn't like the clothes I liked to wear. Um, and this is all materialistic stuff. So it's, right. you know, now, looking back on it, you know, I can see that's not really Did important. he control your... You have brothers and sisters? I have one younger brother. He could, he could control him, too? Yeah. Your brother's mad about that? Um, uh, I think my, bro my brother's gotten over it over the years now. Okay. But him, him and my, my dad didn't get along for many years as well. Did he control your mother, too? Yeah. Your father control your mother? Yeah, he was pretty controlling. How do you know? Um, just like little things like, um, you know, controlling where she was allowed to go. You know, like my, my mom liked to spend time with her mother on the weekends. And a lot of times my dad didn't like that. He didn't like her driving a car. He didn't like her wasting money on gas. Like petty things that, that shouldn't really have been important. And how do you know, did she tell you that? How do you know he was controlling her? Because I would hear the, the arguments. She would be arguing about it? They both would be arguing, oh, yeah. okay. And you would hear that? Yeah. And so your mother felt like your father was controlling? Yeah. And how did you feel about that, him controlling her? I felt like it was unfair. You did? Why? Yeah. 
because um, I felt like it wasn't important. I felt like f her spending time with family was more important than how much the, the gas was going to cost or how much uh, mileage she was putting on the car. And why was it your business? Um, why was it my business? Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't any of my business. So why did you make it your business? Why, why, did, why was I affected yeah, by it? Yeah, why, were you, why did you care about the way your father and mother was Because I would see how, my, how, my, how it would affect my mom. My mom would be sad. My mom would be upset. I would see the energy in, in the house now. Instead yeah. of being loving, it was, there was tension. Right. Uh, and you felt bad about that? You felt mad at your father for controlling your mother like that? Totally. Yeah, yeah. You did? Yeah. You got to overcome your mother. Because the resentment that you feel for your father is your mother's resentment. You yeah. identify with your mother, and now you think of your father the way she think of him. Yeah. Because as a kid, you didn't have anything to do with that. No. But because you identify with your mother, you, you felt sorry for your mother. And uh -huh. that, because your mother wasn't a victim. She was controlling your father. He controlled her. They were fighting amongst each other, right? Uh -huh. And you felt sorry for your mother and identified with her. That's why you feel that way about your father. Yeah. You got to forgive your mother for doing that to you. Because she is not a victim. I can think of many things to call your mama. <laughs> victim ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> but you identify with her, so you got her mindset and her emotions right now. You're right, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense? Yeah. And, 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 I, and I've realized that over the years, and that's, that's why I said me and my, my father have come back together because I've been able to reflect and see where a lot of my feelings were, or a lot of my, my thoughts on situations were based on my emotions, yeah. based on taking on emotions from my and mother. Those, right. Absolutely. You took them on, yeah. you became like her, and now you're just like a woman. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, don't you have a ponytail or something? What do you have behind your head? Hair. <laughs> oh, you got it in a ball? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, your money back. Both of you, will you forgive your mother? The ball coming off. <laughs> it's coming off. Don't worry about it now, but it's coming off. But you got to forgive your mother. You identify with her. She played victim, and in front of you guys, she act like she, your father was mean to her and stuff. And whatever was happening with them was happening with them. Yeah. And your mother should not have done that because kids love father and mother. They don't want to be a part of it. They don't want to identify with that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But the mother will act in a way that you will identify with her. And now you think the way you feel about your father is the way it's your own, but it's really her in you. Yeah. But I thought you told me she was perfect. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> you smoke pot? Uh, used to. Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you got to forgive her, man. Yeah. And she's going to act out when you go to her and say, you know what? I mean, and see it for yourself, not because I said it, right? But see it for yourself. When you go to her to, hey, I'm sorry. You know, you turn me away from my father. I feel about him the way you do. And mm -hmm. I didn't know it until I went to church today. But you were already seeing it a little bit, you said, right? Yeah, absolutely. She's going to go off on you. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> nah, Maybe not. you should smoke a joint before you. <laughs> so you can already be relaxed. No. Nah. Do, some, uh, do the silent prayer mm -hmm. because she is going to have a fit. Knowing that you understand now what's going on and she wasn't a victim, mm -hmm. and you're going to pull away from her in the right way 
and you're going to love her in the right way. Mm -hmm. And then forgive, uh, apologize to your father for treating him that way mm -hmm. because you couldn't help yourself. And just ask him, why do you protect me from my mother? He's going to let you know he was married to his mother and he couldn't help it. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So go and forgive, man. And the reason I only stress forgiveness, because anyone who has anger is in darkness, right? And so you can't see. You really cannot see. But once you forgive, you're going to wake up. Then you can see, and you don't need anyone else to tell you what to do and how to do it and, and all that. And um, no human being will be your leader. You will be led by what is right, and you will have a good life. So that's why I'm telling you to forgive so you can wake up and see. Yeah, right on. But you got to stop resenting your father. It's your mother's resentment. Yeah. All right? Any question or disagreement with that at all? No, no. Okay. No. Will you do it? Yeah. Are you doing this? How did you, how did you find us? Through uh, Will. Oh, you did? Have you heard any of the shows or anything? Yeah, yeah. I've been watching for the last, I think, six months now. Oh, really? Have, are you doing the silent yeah. prayer? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. do the silent yeah. prayer. Go yeah. and forgive, and and the nearest barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that, uh, what's the name used to have a ball in his head? Uh, the anchor baby. Yeah. The anchor baby used to have a ball just like that. <laughs> and I'm like, you had a ball? He's like, can you believe it? He showed me a picture the other day, and he had the ball. The ball coming out. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It just feels comfortable wearing it now because you, you feel like a girl. So you just feel pretty. <laughs> you can't help it, all right? It's not personal. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> what, what, what do I think about? Have your hair like a woman. <laughs> Look at your friend. Look at him. He ain't got no business having a big ball on top of his head. Right? <laughs> at least yours hiding behind the head. <laughs> you can see him coming like mama. <laughs> and he got a fro ball. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh. What? <laughs> All right. But don't worry about the ball right now. It's the soul first. Yeah. Go and forgive. I'm glad you guys are here. All right. Yeah, happy to be here. So what? I'm telling you. We'll stay busy. All right. But I'm, any questions about anything? Now that you're here? Uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm glad you're here, yeah, man. Thank you. Okay. The young lady right here did a call, okay? The mother right here. What's your name? Your first name? Tier. Tier, thank you for coming. Um, anything you want to ask me or anything you disagree with or everything? So far, so good. Is your husband an alpha or a beta? <laughs> not a beta. Not a beta? Not a beta. If he's not a beta, why does he get angry? Well, both sometimes, I would say. He, he tries to be an alpha. You're right on. Um, how are you doing? You're over your anger? No, you're in tear. Working on it, not always over the anger. And... and you heard me say go and forgive, right? Yes. And why have you done it? Why have I not done it, you said? Yeah, why have you gone and forgiven your mother and father? That's a good question. Um, I'll be honest, I don't listen to you as much as my husband. Right. I listen to you a few times, but 
We haven't really ever talked about me forgiving my mother or father. Really? Mm -hmm. Your husband never mentioned that to you at all? Don't look at him. <laughs> Keep your eyes on me. <laughs> you no. may feel sorry for him and not want to tell the truth. <laughs> but he never mentioned go forgive your mother so that you don't pass that anger down to your daughters and son? We haven't talked about it, no. Really? And now that I'm, have you never heard me say go and forgive and you'll be free? Oh, you don't know your parent, your natural parents? Correct. Uh, so have you gone and forgiven your, you need to go and forgive your adopted parents for the mistakes they made with you as well. Okay. All right. When you deal with your kids with anger, how do you feel about that? Oh, horrible. Horrible? And do you apologize to them? I try, yes. And, I mean, you, I do. If I catch myself, yeah. I, I do apologize, yes. And then they, uh, they say, okay, no problem. You turn right around and do it again, right? The point is not to. Right, but you do, right? Yes. Because you, the, the, the one thing I want you guys to know, she cannot help it. She tries to, but she cannot help it, right? She doesn't want to. And if you guys don't forgive her, you're going to become just like her. You're going to be getting mad and yelling and impatient. And one day you realize, wow, I'm just like my mama. I need a joint. <laughs> and you don't want to be like your mama, right? You want to love her with love that has no anger, but you don't want to be like her. You want to be like you. You want to be yourself. You got to go and forgive so you don't do that to the children. Otherwise, you will not be able to help yourself because that spirit of anger lives in you and it controls you. And you got to forgive. What do you think about that? I think that sounds correct. Will you do it? I will. Yeah, go and forgive. And I'm telling you, you can pass love onto them. So when you Deal with your children when he's not around, you'll do it with perfect love. And they'll be yelling and screaming, oh, I want to play outside. No, you can't play. But if they do it anyway, you tell the father, he'll handle it. When you get home, he'll handle it. Anything you disagree with me about? No. No? No. Amazing. Isn't that amazing? Well, I'm glad you're here. Do the silent prayer too, all right? All right. But you've got to let the anger go while your kids are still home. So that when they go out into the world, you won't have to worry about them. It'll be fine. I will do that. Okay. Thank you. All right. This is the oldest daughter? Which one is the oldest? Oh, what's your name? Nora. How do you, hi, Nora. How old are you? I'm 16. Right on. How do you feel when your mother yell at you? It just makes me angrier, too. Yeah. Have you told her that before? I haven't. Why not? I just try and let it go and, like, look past it. But you can't, though. Mm -hmm. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. And so what do your father do about it when you tell him, Mom is just yelling at me now, I'm yelling at her, and it just makes me angry. What does he say when you tell him? I haven't told him. You haven't told your father? No. Well, are you close to your father? I would say so, yes. So why haven't you told him? I just, I don't. You need your father to help you deal with your mother, all right? But you also need to forgive her. She, as she said, I can't help it. She really can't help it. She's become like her stepmother, a mother who ever raised her. And you're becoming like her. And so when you go out into the world, you're going to have a horrible life because they're going to make you mad out there in the world. And, and you're going to hate yourself because you're going to realize, I'm just like my mama. 
and I don't want to be like her. So you got to forgive her. What do you wish you would stop doing? Just not seeing my point of view sometimes. Yeah. She doesn't see it your way sometimes? Yes, she'll take the side, like my brother said, of like the younger siblings, because I am the oldest. Okay. She'll take their side and, and just always assume you're wrong? Not every time, but most of the time. Yeah. I understand that. Mean old mama. <laughs> but she can't help it. All right? But I advise you all to get close to your father and let him know about what's going on. Because if you don't love your father and grow up close to him, you're going to, have, you're going to end, end up with beta males. And you're going to be leaving home soon. So you need to get right on it. Draw close to your father. And when your mother is irritating you, let him know. And if he doesn't deal with her in front of you, let me know. And I'll come down to Arizona. <laughs> All right? Thank you. Oh, uh, well, I have... Poor. I'm sorry that that's happening, but... It happened to all of us when the fathers are weak. But draw close to your father and let him know what's going on. That way you don't have to argue with your mother. He'll handle it for you. That make sense? Yes. And I want you, since you're 16, I want you to do my silent prayer dot video. Okay. So that when you leave home, you'll have a clear mind, a peaceful heart, and you will have an amazing life. All right? Mm -hmm. Any questions about anything? No. All right. So forgive your mother, though. She cannot help it. She loves you with the best way that she can. She can't help it. That's why you need the father. That makes sense? Yes. Are you dating? No. Oh, good. Because you don't want to be dating <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. Well, draw close to your father. Okay. And if he doesn't help, call me at my office. <laughs> and I'll FaceTime with him. Okay? Okay. All right. Um, yes, James. Any questions for me about it before I go today? Okay. Let me take this call first and then uh, Victoria. Yes. David from Orlando, Florida says he doesn't speak to his parents. Does he hate them? David from Orlando. David, welcome to church. Hey, how you doing, Justin? All is well, sir. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I can't get blamed. No man is good. All is well. All is well. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. You want me to get straight to it? What you so say? I'm having trouble forgiving my father and my mother, both of them. Um, I've forgiven them in rounds. I, I forgave my father. I'm, I'm about to be 30 now. So I forgave my father a long time ago when I was 19. Uh, yeah. My mother turned me against him when I was young. I didn't know. I was very ignorant to it. But um, I stopped talking to him for a couple of years. We didn't speak. And I just hated them, and it, it affected my life in a, in, a, in a very negative way. I didn't yeah. know until I actually I went to like a kind of I went to somewhat of a church, and they talked about the the power of forgiveness. So I forgave him, and we started talking after that, and we became close. But um, since then, I feel like things keep happening around. Like this, there are things about him that keep coming up, and they they um. They show themselves in ways towards me, and I can't avoid it, you know, in negative ways towards me, and I can't avoid it, you know. And at this point, I just stopped talking to them, and I feel like um, I don't want to leave any negativity between me and him. Right. But I want to keep myself safe and myself out of 
arguments and negative energy and things like that. Yes. But I, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Raymond, you need to go to bed. You snoring. Do I need to go to bed? You shouldn't be on the front row. <laughs> Who put you on the front row? <laughs> All snores should be on the back row. Raymond, you're like this. <laughs> And you all lean over like this. What the? I'm sorry, I just nodded off. That's for sure. You didn't just nod off. You were snoring. You were asleep. <laughs> That's not a nod. But uh, have you forgiven? You have not forgiven your mother? I, I did forgive my mother. My mother, even up until the time I was 27, my mother told a lot of lies to me about my father and things that she did, because I was yes. going through a divorce when all this came out. I came to a head, right. and my I was actually going through the exact same thing that she put my father through. Yes. So it goes I, on I, generation I, I, after generation. Yeah, exactly. So I had trouble with her because when my ex-wife was doing things that she was doing, she wasn't um, telling me. You know yeah. what to expect, and she wasn't. She just wasn't being truthful. She wasn't being honest, and a lot of her hatred towards me because, you know, she looked at me like my father was coming out. I could tell that like, she would talk to other people about me in negative ways and, and talk Amazing. to people about my personality. Like she would, she would say things about me that weren't a part of my personality, but I guess were things that she was holding against my father, and they were affecting me in negative ways. So I, I, I tried to distance myself from her. And I didn't have any hatred for because I'm just naturally not a hateful person. I just I don't really hold grudges against people like that. But, but you um, do hold grudges. I don't know. After a while, I, I felt like it was unsafe to be around her because of the amount of lies that she would tell, and I would believe them. You know, and it's just I don't know. Are you doing the silent prayer? No, no. Well, suffer. <laughs> See, listen, I can't solve your problems, right? I'm just pointing you to the source that will solve your problem. And so when I say do the silent prayer, I'm recommending that you do it so you can be still and know God. He will separate you from the darkness of your imagination. He will allow you to see this warfare happening within you between good and evil. He will uh, allow you to see that you need to go and forgive because right now you're in fellowship with evil. And once you go and forgive, he will do the rest. If you don't connect with him, you're not going to change. Talking about it is not going to change it. you got to be born again. You must repent and be born again. Well, you see, that's part of the problem. I had been born again. But you haven't. While I was going through the the divorce, that's the first place that I turned to. I turned to God, you know. I read the, like, I I got myself back in line as far as reading the Bible and just removing a lot of confusion from my mind, removing a lot of confusion from my mind, and that's what let me see. But that's not born again, though. Reading the Bible, going to church, is not born again. You must be born of the Spirit. You must be born of the Spirit. So, listen, here's what I recommend for you. Call me later this week on the radio show. Do the silentprayer.video, and then you will see how to go and to forgive, and you will be fine. And if you're around your father and mother, it's fine. If you're not, it's fine. You just won't have the hatred for them. But you need to do the silent prayer so you can be guided, all right? All right. Do the silent prayer. You will see what to do. But call me on the show this week. Okay. But do the silent prayer dot video. I'll do it. I'll look at it as soon as I get off the phone. Okay. Call me this week. All right. All right, buddy. 
You got to yeah. do the, I do the prayer. I got home late last night, but before I went to sleep, I did the prayer. Be still and know God. Stay out of the, bring every thought into captivity. You got to do the prayer. It's not going to work. And if you hoop and holler, do your little hoop and holler. Praise the Lord. Read the Bible and then calm down so he can guide you. You got to do the silent prayer. I've been doing it for 31 years. No matter how tired I am, how late I get in or whatever. I put that seat first the kingdom of God in his right way and all be added. No human being can make that happen. All right? That makes sense? You got to do the silent prayer. He would take over. Let no man guide you. Let my words go in and out of one ear and out of the other. Don't hold on to them. Uh, yes, I'll be turned. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. We were talking about you on the radio. Did you? We're like, where is Black Victoria? What day? I want to hear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thursday? Really? Yeah, oh, Thursday. Because I didn't do radio me. on Friday. Oh. Well, thank you. I'm here. <laughs> you well? Oh, I am. Okay. I am. Well, go ahead. Yes. Actually, if, if I'll try to find you after. But... Um, I was listening to the family here, and it just, I wanted to ask you a question because something kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, something came up for me in that. Because um, I remember as a kid not feeling comfortable going to my mom yeah. to talk about anything, like if she made me upset or whatever. And when a mom and dad are in the home, do the children hesitate to tell the dad about the mother because they can see that the father can't handle mom either? I, that's one of the reasons they won't go to the father. Mm -hmm. And another reason, they're afraid to go to the father because they either don't want to hurt the mother's feelings mm -hmm. or they don't know how she's going to act about it. Mm -hmm. Or they don't know if the father is going to get mad with them or not because they're watching how he deal with the mother. Right. And so they don't have, they have that fear of dealing with the father because mm -hmm. they already have a problem dealing with the mother and they don't want to have to deal with the anger of the father. And father already have authority anyway, simply by being father. Mm -hmm. But if he has anger, it will keep the kids away. And is, is it because of the anger they see that he gives to the mother? 100%. Okay, so it's not the anger towards them. It's just they're afraid to get the wrath That's of what right. he does to mother. Because if he yell at the mother with anger, he's going to yell at the kids too. Right. He can't be impatient with the mother, but patient with the kids. Love is love and it's for everybody. So you're going to treat the mother in the same way you treat the kids. With perfect love, 100%. Okay. And my second part uh, to that is, <clears throat> well, it's a question more or less for myself. When you're talking to a person, like in particular a man, and you can hear him um, maybe say some things that really aren't in line, like say he says he's a man of faith, but the things he says and does aren't in line with that, but he's open to hearing a different perspective, as a woman, is it okay to dive into those conversations with them? Um, meaning, like, say, you know, if you say something just blanket, like, women are evil or we want to control everything and this is why we do X, Y, Z. I can tell now when I have those conversations, these men don't know this. And they're, like, shocked to hear it and they want to hear more. Right. But my question is, is it okay for us as women to tell them these things or should they discover them themselves? You should point them the right way, but don't try to change them. Mm -hmm. Just tell, give them the information. Be honest with perfect love, but mm -hmm. don't try to change the man. Women tend to try to change the person. Mm -hmm. But don't do that. And if they don't accept it, let them suffer and die. 
Okay. Don't force it on. Don't impose it. So when the person is receptive, it's okay to keep... Absolutely. Okay, okay. That was my question because I, I was having a conversation like that a couple of days ago. Yeah. And the person I was speaking to was very receptive to it, but part of the conversation, maybe Satan got into my head and I started to feel like I was... I was going Jesse on him for a minute. <laughs> like, I could feel that. Right. And I'm like, I need to pull back because this yeah. guy has to discover this on his own. But thank God he's listening to what I'm That's saying. That's right. Point the way and leave it alone. Okay. And don't believe any thoughts about it, though. Okay. All right? Just let your thoughts pass. Okay. That was it. Amazing. <laughs> thank you. Well, welcome back. Uh, thank you. I got a... Uh, couple of super chats. Uh, okay. And then I got to talk to this young man first, James, and then I come to the super chat. Right here. The one with it. What did you do with a ball in your head? <laughs> Man. I'm, from a, <laughs> I'm from a city called Jacksonville, Florida. This, this Are you from Jacksonville? Yes, sir. Welcome, man. Welcome. What's your name? Mike. Okay. Yes, sir. So, Mike, uh, did you know that you have a ball in your head? <laughs> yes, sir. I wonder what it feels like to get up in the morning. <sighs> <laughs> and then look in the mirror to see if it's <laughs> do you feel feminine no you feel you feel pretty <laughs> nah man and you have on an earring <sighs> and now you gotta do this Burr. beta yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. Any questions that you have for me? Or? Nah, it's just nice to be here, man. I'm yeah. I'm loving the energy. Um, right now, shoot, I I just want to come for the for the next next Sunday. Right on. So I feel comfortable. You know what I mean. Yeah. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Yes. And what happened when you went to her? It was awkward. It was what? Yeah, it was real awkward. Yeah. Um, your mother but, black, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> She's black. She's Maybe black. black she black. I look like angels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, for, I forgave my father too. Actually, um, watching your show, it just encouraged me to reach out to my father because I never even, I, I never met him before. So yeah, I forgave him as well. How did it go with him? It went. He was. He was like. He's. He, he's happy to hear from me and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. we've been talking and communicating. Right on. Yes. So your life getting better. Yes, sir. Doing a silent prayer every day. Right on. Stay with. Yes, How old are you? Twenty nine. Right on, man. Stay with that, all right. Yes, sir. And I'm gonna open a barber shop next door. <laughs> I go. I come. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so you gotta get rid of the ball. <laughs> what would happen if you cut the ball off? Uh, I cut it off. I see how it go. You feel it, like you, it takes a long time to get dressed. I don't know. It's like it's like a journey. So it's like it's kind of like some kind of something that's just there that don't want me to cut them off. Yeah, cause Satan wants you to look like a girl. <laughs> that could be true. He's like, don't cut it off. Don't cut it off. And black women need men. Yes, sir. If ever black women needed men, they need them now. Look at Black Lives Matter. They are starving for a father. Mm. That's what's wrong with them. Yes, sir. They're starving for a father. And the black men are just like the women. Have you noticed that? Yes, sir. All right. Well, 
Well, let's work on the ball. Okay. Yes, sir. Right, I'm glad you're here, man. Thank you, man. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank right on. Will you pass that to James? And then, Cheryl, did you have a question for me? Okay, let me do this first, and then here. You have one, right? You had your hand up? Yes. Okay. And then we, oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to move fast because we're going to end on time. Okay. Now we do have callers, but we'll see. Um, A. Owens says, Jesse, I make okay money, but my girl makes more. It bothers me. Should it, and why does it? I wouldn't marry her making more money. Unless she's willing to become a wife and be home and raising children. Are you staying home and raising kids or are you working? You working? Beta. Y'all have to do it for because of finance or something? Yeah, I mean, oh. oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Well, they kind of big anyway. All right. I, right on. Yes. James so controlling. James did four hours of radio yesterday, right? Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. Go ahead. Jib Jab gave us another. Jib Jab gave another super chat and said, thank when, you. "When you use the word spirit, do you mean an angry spirit without a body is possessing people?" One hundred percent. It's made a home in you, and it feels like you, but it's not. And you identify with it because it's in the mind and in the body. You feel pain and worry and stuff, but it's a spirit. We are a spirit, and we are dealing with spirits. Medication won't solve it. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And once you wake up to the spirit of the Father, because you are a spirit, your eyes are going to open, and everything else is going to be easy for you. Life will be amazing. He said, take on my way, they're easy. My burdens are light. That's the truth. And it's not like you're not going to have to deal with situations in life, but because you can see you will see how to deal with the situations. You won't overreact. You really won't. All right? Absolutely. Okay, let me take Cheryl first. And then I saw his hand and jump up and down and then you. Okay, yes. Um, you know, when the guy was talking about when the mother and father would fight and he didn't want her to use the car and all that kind of stuff, uh, as, a, as a woman, is... Raymond, go get some fresh air. Because if you fall out of that chair, we, we got to call an ambulance. Cause nobody can pick you up. I'm not tired. But why are you sleeping? I'm not sleeping. Why are you snoring? Who's snoring? Raymond. <laughs> we'll go and just take a little walk around the lobby and come back. All right? Because I don't want you to start talking in your sleep. <laughs> Okay. Um, as a, is this why you tell people to date so you know who you're getting married yeah, to? Yeah, you, like you, get- you should date so you can interact with one another. It will cause you to see yourself if you get mad or not. If you, you know, you're not supposed to, like, avoid. Men, don't avoid women. Don't go out looking for them, but don't avoid them either. Women and men need one another. So you should interact, all right? And then you'll see if you're over mama or not. And she will see if she's over her mother and father. But don't, over, don't ignore one another. Okay. That makes sense? Okay. Yeah, just, just, you know, because sometimes I think people may, and I've never been married, and I'm just going you're by what for a I date? see. I'm sorry? You look for a husband? No, no. Why? 
If it comes along, fine, but All I'm right. not looking. We'll make sure one comes along. Okay. But, um, Does it need to be black or white? It do, I don't think it matters. I, I don't have No, any. you need a black man. <laughs> it don't matter. I have, <laughs> I'm trying to She's learn. She's one of those. <laughs> I'm trying to learn that whatever God has for me is better than what I have from, what I think for myself. So That's I'll, for I'll sure. leave it up to him. Yes, God. He has a black man waiting. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, right here, and then here, and okay. And then we'll wind it down. Hello? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I have two questions, if that's okay. Yes. Uh, the first question is that, like, why, like, does, like, raising holy hands and, you know, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, why does that not work? Because I, I did that. That's the first thing I did, and... All I just found myself doing was crying all the time, and I didn't get over anything. I know what you mean, man. So, like, why doesn't that work, and why does everybody believe that's the only way? Like, why is everybody so brainwashed? Because it's not working because you're not confessing your sin, that you're playing God, that you have this anger and you're judging, right? You're just hooping and hollering about feeling bad or some incident in your life or or this fake feeling about knowing God because you read the Bible. It's only going to work for you when you see that you've been playing God and you go and forgive because anyone who has anger play God. And I hear a lot of Christians go down to the front of the church, oh, the Lord saved me. I've been saved. He gave me money. He uh, blessed my mama. He did this, and that's not saved. Oh, I stopped drinking, but they don't tell you they're doing pot now. You know what I'm saying? But because it's all emotional, it's all ego, we must be still so we can see that, that we're playing God by hating our fellow man, hating ourselves, being angry at self. Then you shall be born again. But the Hooper and Hollands are not doing that. Yeah. Um, and one more. So, like, with silent prayer, uh, sometimes, you know, I work, like, uh, 12 to 14-hour days. Is it okay if I do, like, Two, three minutes, maybe five minutes. That's better than nothing. Okay. Absolutely. All right, cool. All right. You got, I recommend do something. Don't avoid it at all, but do something, and uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm normally good in the morning. I'll do like 30 minutes right. usually, but at nighttime, sometimes I just crash. When I get That's home. right. But well, I, God's I, not going to hold that against you. Yeah. The reason for it at night so you can have rest, because some people tend to drift off into their imagination while they're sleeping, and they have all kind of weird dreams and things like that. Yep, yep. But this will help you to rest. Cool. Awesome. Thank so you. He's not going to hold that against you. Yeah. I'm going to remember you next time. I'm sorry that I, we Skyped on Friday and I don't remember you on Sunday. It's Monday, I think. Yeah, oh, Monday. well, that's too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, I want him to tell you what happened in here when we walked in the parking lot last night. But just don't use the curse word. Oh, I was thinking about that. I knew you were going to use it. Because I'm, I'm a millennial, so what can right, I say? Right, he's a millennial. Millennials curse like sailors. It doesn't <laughs> matter if they're in the church or in a club or anything. So what happened? So we were uh, walking out from the airport into the parking lot, and it was me, Nick, and Jesse. We see a SUV with Black Lives Matter painted all over the glasses, and we're like, wow, look at that. We're like, Shake my head, shake my head. And then we noticed that the lights turned on, so the people were behind us while we were saying that. Yeah, they turned the key light, you know, yeah. a lot to of unlock the, the car. Flashed. Yeah, so the lights flashed, and then we're like, oh, they're right there. 
So then me and Nick, like, keep walking, and we, I just hear Jesse. Um, he says, hey, how y'all doing? And then <laughs> you already know how it's going to go. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. So we, uh, we turn around, and then they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then Jesse, by the way, they're both white. So, so I, Jesse's like, why do you have that Black Lives Matter on your, on your windshield? And then they're like, excuse me, what'd you say? And then I think they were expecting Jesse to be like, oh, thank you so much, you know. <laughs> thank you so much for that, for saying that. <laughs> well, then Jesse's like, you need to take that off your car. Did you know Black Lives Matter was started by fat black lesbians? <laughs> and then they're like, what the? <laughs> I'm like, take that off your car. And, yeah. and the wife started yelling. I'm like, don't let your wife push you around like that, man. <laughs> Take that black lives stuff off your car. And black lives don't matter. <laughs> and then so we took off. They took off. And, that was, and then they were white. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder what they're thinking. A but black man telling them to was, take off. It was amazing because it just happened in the moment. Yeah. Like, it was meant to happen because we we saw it and then they were right behind us. Right behind us, and I didn't know it. It was so much fun. <laughs> it was. It You're was gonna so have funny. fun when you wake up. You really will. God is like a fun God too. <laughs> He's pretty funny, believe me. Right on. Yes, sir, real fast. I wanted to know your take on the Jews from the time Jesus was, was alive until now. I feel horrible for the Jews because they don't, they don't believe in Jesus. I was wondering what you have to say about that. And then the second part was that I did have a functioning man bun for about 20 years. <laughs> you did? Right I on. did. I was, I, was, I was one of them, too. It's, a, it's, it's amazing how men are willing to be girls. You know, like, you would think that a man would say, this doesn't feel right, me wrapping my head. And, and that alone would say, let me cut this off. You know what I'm saying? But men are willing to feel that way. Well, I'm glad you got rid of them. And there are liberal Jews, and there are some that do believe in Jesus. And, and I didn't know how... how Bad it was until recently I started paying attention to it. But you have it both ways. You do have some, I know Jews who believe in Jesus. And then I know those who don't. So it's the same thing as in our world, the Christian world too. You have those who believe in Jesus, those who don't. You know. Well, they'll suffer. They just have to suffer until they, uh, you can't, it's like with anyone else, you can't do anything about it. You tell them the truth, you point it out. But you can't hold it against them because they're unwilling to do it. And you, can't, you shouldn't feel their pain either. They have to feel their own pain so they can cry out to God. All right? So just wish them well. There's nothing you can do. Just be the example. All right? Yeah, wish them well. That's right. Absolutely. But it's just the way it is amongst human beings. You want to argue with the Jews by not believing in Jesus? Don't be a beta, man. You ain't mama. Don't want to argue with anyone. You want to point the way. You want to relax in life. Listen, y'all, relax in life, all right? Overcome the anger, and then you can relax in life. It really is fun. Last word right here, we got it. Oh, this your first time? Yes, sir. Okay, let me take him first. You've been here before, right? Okay. Okay. What's your name, man? Christian. I'm glad you're here, Christian. Thank you. How did you find out about us? 
I've been watching on YouTube for the past four or five years. Right on. Yeah, and I actually I just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and shout out to Get a Job. I don't know who that Get is. Get a Job is amazing, huh? Amazing. Yeah. It's been a long way, but I can remember back about five years ago watching uh, Get a Job videos. One thing left to another. Yeah. Really twisted path, but it you know it led me to Jesus. It led me to really have an amazing life that right I on. Far beyond whatever thought was possible, and it really came from listening to you. Are you from here? No, I'm from Hawaii, from Maui, Hawaii. Really? Welcome, yep. man. That's amazing. Thank you. Came all the way to see you. Thank you, man. Are you doing the silent prayer? Every day. Stay with it. And you went and forgave and all that, right? Absolutely. Okay, so just doubt every thought, as you heard me say. Absolutely. And just be the observer. We are uh, sons of God, and, and all he wanted us to do is watch, to observe. There's nothing else we need to do. Uh, one quick question for you. Um, do you have any thoughts about theology, like... Um, Orthodox or Catholic theology. Uh, it's something I've been studying a lot, uh, just kind of getting into the more intellectual side of, of right. things. Um, I like Obviously, the, the experiences I had, the spiritual experiences are experiential. They don't have anything to do with the mind. Right. But I've noticed that the more that I, the more framework I have to put my experience in, the more I'm able to draw closer and closer. Well, it's God. all about the spirit now. Sure. When Christ came, we overcame the Old Testament, and it's about born of the spirit. Everything is spiritual now. So sure. if you read about it, yep. don't read about it to hold on to it. Absolutely. And just read it as though you're reading a history book or something, gotcha. but don't make it a big deal. Awesome. It's nice to know stuff like that, but sure. not to try to live by it, not to remember it, gotcha. and just study it but move on. Perfect. Read it but move on. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jesse. You're welcome, man. Welcome. All right. Uh, last word from this young man. He had his hand, and then we got to end. We got to do it. Yes. Uh, throughout human history, men have had long hair. It's, on, it's only recently that men have had short hair. Oh, yeah? They had ponytails. Human, I'm sorry? They had ponytails and balls Absolutely. And the founding fathers had ponytails. Well, no wonder we lost the country. The founding, the founding, <laughs> sorry. The, the, found, the, founding the fa- the founding fathers had ponytails. Really? Every movie depicting the founding fathers has were they white? and wigs. Were they white? Well, J- Thomas Jefferson, George Washington. Oh, no wonder. Jesus didn't have a ball. Hair. Samson had long hair. All well, you can wear, you know, like that, well, but don't put it in a ball. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hold on a second. In Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, when right, Jesus Right, do table, you have a ball or something? I have a ball. Bird? No wonder. <laughs> no wonder. If if I cared what someone said, right. that would be beta. I That's don't right. Care what anybody says. That's right. So when you get up so in the I morning, do, I'm sorry. do your ball. <laughs> That's right, man. But I don't need permission to do a ball. It's just you keep attacking people about the ball. ball. And it's like that's just the way they do their hair because no, it's not it just the way they do it. No, again, <laughs> that's the, mama's love. The, the men who found this country right. had their hair like that and they wore wigs. And we know this. Are you going to wear a wig next? I'm not going to wear a wig. If I wanted to, that wouldn't make me feminine or beta, though. And what do you think? Okay, but then why when, isn't when I see a George you, Washington beta? I got an end, but when I see okay. you, I see a feminine man. You just don't know you're looking that way with the no, no, ball. Hold on a second. But do you see Jesus and Thomas Jefferson and George Washington that way? I never seen them with a ball. <laughs> they wore wigs. You seen them with wigs? I never seen them. 
I thought that when they it's when on the dollar bill, father it's on the dollar those, bill. It's but on when all they were wearing bills. those weed, they were in court or something, right? They were like having a meeting. But they took that weed off when they, I just wear this in church, my ball. Otherwise, just, I walk around with. I mean, come on, that doesn't make right. sense. Okay. A wig in church or a well, wig keep in court. It. No, but seriously. If you keep it one day, you're going to find yourself sitting in the mirror with your wife, and both of you guys are going to be doing this. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but anyway, I got to end. Okay. I, I do appreciate it. Yes, sir? Actually, historically, the founding fathers, they actually shaved their head, and they were, yeah, well, they would, what they would do is, yeah, they would, sha- they would shave their head, bald because of fleas and like bugs and stuff, so they would shave their head, and then they would put the wig on their head so that they would have hair. Oh, okay. So actually, See there? <laughs> that's partially true. Some of them were also bald. But keep your bald, though. I, it's not offensive or anything. I just, see, girl. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, but keep it. But did Jesus have a ball? Did he tie it up? That ain't the real Jesus. That's a movie. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's when, not the he, real when, when men that have long hair, women that have long hair work, they tie their hair back. Okay. The samurai tie their hair into a ball. Okay. That's all it is. I got it, in, but keep the ball. All right. but so you guys can keep long hair if you want. Just don't put it in a ball. All right, keep your dread, but let them hang. Right. Yes, real fast, Jay. I know we can't we can't get to the calls. But okay. Let me just ask what the call is asked. Okay. Uh, Ezra from New Mexico asks, "Do you think we are living in the end times?" No. All right, and then one more. No. One more, Mary from Alabama. She probably have to call during the week, but she she's considering leaving her husband and wants advice. I bet your husband is celebrating. <laughs> no, call the show, Mary, so I can do a little follow-up. I'm just playing around. All right, but call me on the show tomorrow. And all you callers, call me on the show. I'm out of time. Um, do the silent prayer. You got to do the silent prayer. Be still and know God. He will guide you. And you'll see if I'm right or wrong, but you will see for yourself, all right? So do the silent prayer. Thank you for your support, uh, your donations, Super Chats, D-Lives, and all that good stuff. We will be back tomorrow on the radio. I uh, thank Jane for sitting there for me on Friday. He did an amazing job, I hear. Um, the, uh, so what's going to happen tomorrow, we're going to talk about the, my biblical question from last week. What is the glass ceiling, and why does it need to be broken? And then the new biblical question is, which do you prefer, time or freedom? That's the new biblical question. Which do you prefer, time or freedom? Are any announcements, Hermes? No announcements. Um, this is not the third Thursday, right? Okay. No announcement. but we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in for the radio. And to the callers today, call me tomorrow, all right? I appreciate you. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, share, and sunny. I do appreciate it. Thank you all for your support, and thank you all as well. I appreciate it. Amazing. So the one thing I want you all to...